What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How I See a Podcast with your boy Big Dog 079. And today we're gonna get right into it like we do it every day, baby. You know how we get out. So yeah, uh today's topic is gonna be uh my advice to single women, man, because I had a, uh multiple episodes in my life personally and within the realms of my podcast where uh single mothers have reached out to me uh looking for advice and going through certain things with their kids, primarily sons. So I just felt it on my heart to just go ahead and reach out to them and just try to get some insight to any women out there, or anybody out there in general that's struggling and don't have all of the answers yet. You're humble enough to seek out the answers to other people. I appreciate each and every one of y'all that reach out to me, each one of y'all that rock with me. And uh, yeah, that's just what we're doing, man. Yeah, so... Like, the first thing I want women to understand is um, that's not how the game go. Like, I don't expect that there was any woman that ever went and had a baby with a guy expecting to have to raise that child on their own. You know what I'm saying? I want to say that before I say anything else, and then I want to apologize to all of y'all out there that's dealing with that kind of situation. I'm not bashing no guy. I'm not bashing nobody. I'm just putting sensitivity and acknowledgement where I feel like it deserved to be. And when it comes to the guys, like, yeah, I do feel like that's some coward shit to do. Like, if you're going to lay down with a woman and make a baby, then you should be a man. Like, you should be a father to the child. You should be able to separate both of y'all. should be able to separate y'all bullshit for the best uh, benefit of the child. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? That's how I feel. But, uh... So one of the things that I wanted to talk about and make make try to like probably help women understand out there is that uh, early on in a boy's life, right, you got total control because the nurturing is needed. Like any child need to feel safe, obviously, right? But the nurturing is needed within any child at the base of their existence. Like when they first born, they need that nurturing. But as a young man starts to grow up and he starts to hit puberty and things like that. He started to reach situations and spaces in his life where it's just simply uncomfortable for him to talk to his mother about it. You know what I mean? So if there's not a father or father figure in the picture, then you can pretty much bet that your son is going through some shit and he don't really know what to do. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, like, my first advice is just to understand that uh, a girl or a boy, as they grow up, they will reach an age of defiance, right? Where they're going to question the shit you say. They're going to challenge the uh, boundaries that you set in place and all of that, right? And the answer is never, like, aggression or physical aggression or any, any form of, like, bullshit or anything that would lead to trauma later on in life. The thing you have to understand is that at one point you were also a child that also left your parents, that also dishonored what they wanted from you, and you went out and carved your own path in life. Why would you ever think that your child would be any different? Like, we got to be practical, you know what I mean? So when you hit that space with your teenage son where it's hard to reach his ears and it seemed even harder to reach his heart, you know what I mean? You got to relinquish at that point. Like, that's what my grandma used to say. I'm going to let go and let God. 
So I like, that's what I support. And that's what I suggest to any woman out there. When you reach a point where you can no longer verbally reach that child, then you got to let go and let God, you got to understand the position in the life. So your 16, 17 year old son, he want to hang out. He got girlfriends. Now he doing all of the shit that you don't want to believe that your baby is doing. Not no illegal shit, but he's experiencing girls. He's experiencing life. He want to hang out with his friends. At one time, it was really, really cool to be considered the mama's boy. But now that make him look like a weakling to his friends and shit like that. And a mother don't understand that, right? So the best thing I think you should do, any of y'all should do, is when you hit that point with your child, don't let it become a space of combatants. Don't let it become a space where y'all like become adversaries based on misunderstanding or miscommunication. At that point is when you really need to ask your child, what does they need to be okay? See what I'm saying? Because like you provided up into a point and you've been on point with knowing what your baby need. And then now your baby now morphed into a young man. And it's like a difficulty in understanding what he's going through. And the best person to tell you what they're going through would probably be your child. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I would suggest you just take some time out. Stop complaining about the... Excuse me. Yeah, stop complaining about the uh, homework. Stop complaining about the room being messy. Stop complaining about... Uh, do you got a job or are you going to get a job? Stop complaining about all of that shit. Sit down with your son and just ask him simply, what do you need to be okay? Because don't nobody know what he needs to be okay except him. You know what I'm saying? And I can almost guarantee you, if you do what I say, you take my approach to reaching your child, a child that I ain't never even met before. Like, I got listeners. I don't know some of my list. I don't know most of my listeners personally. I know some of my listeners personally, but not most of them. So if you try my approach and if you're going through a situation like that with your child and you just relinquish the power, give the power over to your child and ask your child, what do you need to be okay? I can almost guarantee you that it's going to change our relationship. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's the most important thing. Like, uh, You'll always have control. You'll always be mom. But the dynamics change with each phase of life. Like at 10 years old, that's probably the last of those really, really sweet, cute moments you're going to get. And then the next 10 years is when your son will be struggling, trying to figure out who he is, where he want to go with his life. You know what I mean? That's the phase that he'll go through. And unless you're being instrumental, supportive, and kind of stepping back, you'll cause a friction. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to tell nobody how to be a parent. I'm just trying to tell y'all some advice from a guy who's not a parent, but has successfully impacted the lives of the children I was fortunate enough to raise. You know what I mean? So I'm just getting you the game. So uh, yeah, that's that. And if anybody want to talk to me about any of these things, you know what I mean? My information is... Uh, available. You can hit me up personally. You can hit me up on my personal line. We can talk about it. You need some advice. You want me to talk to your child. Whatever you need me to do to help make your household better, then I want to support that because for me, it's bigger than just getting somebody to watch a podcast or listen to a podcast. I really want to affect change. I really want to impact people's lives in a positive way. 
and uh, I make myself available as an instrument to bring in peace, harmony, and unity in your household. You know what I mean? Because that's what it's about. I'm going to give me some of this uh, by antioxidant infusing because my mouth a little dry right now. So get that going. Yeah. So, uh, the next thing I want to talk about is, uh, it's a young brother named Brandon, Brandon Slater. I had to make sure I get his name right. Uh, nobody, like, I seen it, I watched the news, right? I watched WGN News every night, and, uh, I seen it just like I see every other killing that go on in Chicago, but I didn't really understand the significance of that situation, you know what I mean? So when I did a little more digging into it, I found out that he was a Fendi Boy right-hand man. That was the guy that you see in all the Fendi Boy videos, you know what I'm saying? So he was going to meet up with his mama uh, the day before Mother's Day and try to establish a dinner and bring her flowers and do all of that. And he ended up getting killed. And uh, he got his mama next door neighbor killed too because they shot the old man. It was a 64-year-old man that was outside and they shot the old man and they shot uh, Brandon Slater and they both died. It's another person that's in the hospital last time I heard fighting for their life and hopefully that person pulled through. You know what I mean? But uh, the thing that struck me about the situation and I'm not one of those kind of guys, like I'm not an ambulance chaser or sensational news chaser. Like it stuck out to me because uh, we kind of like created a culture where you had to disrespect each other and we dance on people's graves and all this other weird shit that like barbarians never even did that, right? So all of this weird shit we allowed to be in the culture as permissible and acceptable. So now we got these young kids, these young boys. Uh, I look at Fendi Boy and uh, Brandon Slater, them young kids, them young dudes next to me, but they looking for a way, right? And then they seen these dudes from right down the street get famous doing the same thing they was doing. So next thing you know, they doing the same shit, right? They trying to feed their mama. They trying to take care of it. But you done fucked up the karma. Like, that's the shit people don't talk about. Like, every time you make a song and you disrespecting a dead person, well, you doing any kind of shit like that that's out of pocket, man. You are creating bad karma. And that karma will come back and see you. And the sadder part, like I watched his mama, his mama just lost another son in December. You know what I mean? And here it is, the day before Mother's Day, uh, her last child got killed. Brandon got killed. You know what I mean? For the cats out there that call themselves rappers or street dudes or whatever you call yourself, man. Look at that video. Look at the way his mama hurt. And even though he was trying to do good by his mama, the lifestyle he lived ended up hurting her in the end. I bet she don't give a fuck about no money. Like, I bet she don't give a fuck about no video. She wanted her son. So I think we got to be more responsible for the shit that we do, man, because the shit that we do impact more people than just us. You know what I mean? And that's just real, man. Like, RIP to that guy. I don't know him. Like, I don't know him. I never even really heard his music, to be honest with you. But I feel like it was important enough to talk about because... You put it all like he you put it all on the line. You went out there disrespecting people, living this kind of lifestyle, man, trying to get a couple dollars in. 
probably won't even have enough to bury yourself because that's typically how it go. Most rappers that die, they don't even have enough money to bury themselves at the end of the day. So after you uh, did all of the shit you did to get a little publicity on social media, you ended up getting killed uh, next door to your mama house. She had to watch that shit, right? And then now she got to figure out how she going to bury you. Like that shit ain't worth it, man. Like, uh, I'm sending my prayers out to the, uh, his family, his mom, and anybody else, man. And uh, we just got to start thinking, bro. You got to be a real thinker with this shit. You got to be smart, man. And it's just sad, man. It's just sad, not only for that guy, but everybody that every day constantly lose their lives for the same thing. Like, at what point do you figure out that this is not the way to go? At what point do you figure out you need to flip the script? You know what I'm saying? I watched the, uh, well, I was in prison, right? And I watched the, ma- I read a magazine and they had interviewed Ice-T in the magazine. And uh, they was asking Ice-T, how did he end up changing his life from being a crip in Compton or uh, LA to being a rapper to being uh, on Law and & Order? And he said, like, any any real street dude, no, man, when you hit a brick wall, you know, you got to switch the game up. At that point, you got to figure out something different to do with your life. So when you see all of your friends done got killed in the street doing the same shit you doing, what make you think you're going to be any different? Like, who are you? Like, motherfucker got to put that pride and that ego to the side and start using logic and reasoning for the decisions that they make. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just real shit, bro. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to go on to the next thing, man. The next thing's this Kendrick Lamar, man. I wanted to check out this Kendrick Lamar. I woke up this morning. They said Kendrick was back, man. So uh, I just wanted to check it out, and I ended up feeling like I wanted to do a reaction to it, man. You know what I mean? So this is going to be my very first reaction. Y'all, uh, thanks for being here for my very first reaction. And uh, we're going to get straight into it, man. You know what I mean? I ain't going to waste no time. When it first come on, it say, I am all of us. You know what I mean? So I want to touch on that first. I am all of us. I feel like what bro saying right there is, I ain't with all the bullshit, right? I ain't with the blood of the crypt, the GD or the uh, BD. I am all of us. I am a black man. I represent each part of black culture. Like, that's what I think he's saying. This joint number one trending right now on YouTube. So I'm definitely, you know what I mean? keep the homo detectors busy like we out here beefing like the same shit I was just saying about Brandon Slater we out here beefing 
and dying over miscommunications and misunderstandings. And it's keeping the homicide detectives busy because all we're doing is killing each other. This song is a is not what you used to listening to, and the, like the beat and everything is a little unorthodox, but like it's about the lyrics, and really what I think like what I think bro doing based on my deciphering is he depicting all of the ills that exist within hip hop culture, what exists inside black culture. A dude get out of jail after 17 years and then he get killed just trying to go get something. You know what I'm saying? I think that's like, like I, yeah, I'm feeling this joint. Look what I've done for you. That's what he's saying. Like after we do all of this shit to each other, we killing the same people that's trying to help us. Like in the video, he used that new face technology where he was able to put uh, Kanye face on his face. He was able to put uh, Journey Smollett, I mean, Jesse Smollett face on his face, Will Smith. uh, And I forgot who else he did that to, but like, we do this for ourselves. We do this for our people. And then our people are the one that tear us down and destroy us. Like, this ain't the rap. Like Nipsey said, this ain't that widow rap you motherfuckers used to. Like, he actually talking about something. I'm glad bro back. I'm glad that he got new music out. I'm glad that he gonna be able to try to put the culture back in perspective like it's supposed to be. For real, for real. You know what I'm saying? That's the culture. Point the finger, promote you. Like they'll point the finger at you and get everybody attention on you and then they promote that. They'll promote that violence. They'll promote that murder. They'll promote that drill. They'll promote that gang banging. They'll promote that shit after they put the spotlight on you. And then they capitalizing off of it. It's crazy. Our foundation was trained to accept whatever followed. We just doing what other niggas do. Like we don't question it. 
We don't try to change it. We don't challenge it. We just do what other niggas do. We don't watch a thousand people march to their grave and we still following them. You know what I'm saying? Shout out my boy Kendrick Lamar out there, man. Shout out Compton. Shout out West Coast Music is back, baby. You know what I'm saying? Shout that out. Celebrate that. Celebrate greatness, man, because that's what time it is. It's your boy, Big Dog 079, and I'm up out of here, man. Thanks for joining me, man. If you're not already subscribed to Hip Hop Media Bar TV, you need to subscribe. If you're not already following Big Dog 079 on Spotify, you need to follow me. If you're not already following the How I See It podcast on Spotify and Anchor FM, you need to follow me. I appreciate it. And if you was going somewhere, I'll follow you too. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get up out of here, man. And I'm going to hit you with this quote of the day. The greatest leaders in the world was once followers. So before you decide to follow somebody, make sure that they're capable of leading. It's your boy, and we up out of here. Peace.